What's up, USA Soccer fans? It's Americans Abroad Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton, joined as usual by Cole. Uh, what's up, Cole? How's the week going? It is going well. The uh, <clears throat> weather has turned a little cold, which is, uh, I guess, nice here in Georgia. It's uh, finally feels like fall, honestly. So it is, it's about time it does. Uh, here in the South, we, I mean, we had, I mean, we had 85, 90 degree temperatures well into October this year. So. Oh yeah, it's nice for it to turn cooler here. I know some of you may be getting snow or whatever wherever you are. So we always enjoy the cool weather here. At least we do. Maybe not everybody. All right, I think a lot of people do. This week, uh, we are going to be focusing a lot on the Nations League matches: USA, Trinidad, Tobago. And to start us off with that, I've got a question for you. Okay. All right, one of the biggest disappointments in U.S. soccer history was. 2017, when the U.S. men's national team failed to make it to the World Cup and lost to Trinidad and Tobago 2-1. to one. What are your memories of that, Cole? Um, I was in college. Uh, that was, I always, like, thinking back, that's one of the things I always am most upset about is that so obviously being in college, there was only one World Cup during my period of time while I was in college. And that's just like a would have been a really fun space for the US to have been the World Cup. So that was really upsetting. Just at such a age when at this point I really like loved soccer and was really following. And so to not get to experience World Cup then was really heartbreaking. I remember I watched it at this soccer pub in Athens where I was living and currently live and one of my favorite restaurants i didn't go back for a long time because it was it was i had bad memories Too associated emotional. with it yeah but i remember i remember it being like i remember being genuinely like just like distraught in a way that sports has never really made me feel um and i think because and We've had a lot of heartbreak for like Georgia sports, but I think because oh, yeah. it's like, it's not just like you lost this one game. It's like you don't get to experience this thing that you love for years now. Like you don't get to get be a part of it as you're like the team you love. And so that was what I think was such a hard part. Um, you know, we're like the Falcons blew the Super Bowl, which was a terrible, terrible experience as a fan, but. It just feels like because it was like now you got to wait four more years, five years from the that qualification to when the actual World Cup was to then actually get to be a fan of a World Cup. Well, that's a long time, and so I think that was why it was so heartbreaking just as a fan. Yeah, fans of other sports, baseball, you have a World Series every year. Football, you've got the Super Bowl. Even college athletics championships come every year. And what makes soccer unique, and while so many countries around the world, you know, are so passionate about it, is it's just once every four years. It's almost like, you know, the only equivalent would be the Olympics. And you get guys right. that – you get people that have – you know, poured their life into training the Olympics and then, you know, they get an injury before the qualifying and they can't go. And that's, right. you know, that could be four years of training just down the drain. So soccer. That's really similar. a personal. Yeah. And yeah, that's really just would be a personal, not like fans. Like if that person unqualifies, someone else for the United States is going to qualify. Yeah, yeah. You know what like I mean? The United Where, States like, isn't going to go, but it's that sort of that same yeah. agony of, you know, you missed your chance. And for the men's soccer team, they missed their chance for that. So right. it's like eight years between one world cup and the next that you're involved in. So yeah, it can yeah. be a, it's a huge thing. That sometimes fans of other sports don't really recognize that and understand the no, I think the depth sure. of the loss there and not going. Uh, sorry to bring up bad memories for you, but obviously people are thinking about it because in the Nations League, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, that's who we're playing this week. We've got a home and away with Trinidad and Tobago. 
And uh, so it's uh, those things are going to be talked about, and we surely don't want to see a a revisit from the past for sure. Uh, I don't think we will. All right, let's get started with our normal uh, good, bad, and ugly. You got one for us? You you start, no. Okay. I'll follow you. I'll I start. like when you start. Yeah, you like when I start, so then you can play off of that. Uh, oh, my good yeah. was, uh, I'm going to go with sort of a, a twosome, and just sort of the way they're playing together. And you could say all the Americans playing for PSV. But uh, last week, Sergio Dest, uh, seeing that American connection, that him on an assist to an American, to Malik Tillman, and that would be good enough. But then just the the quality of the assist, that no look pass. That was nice. To yeah, to Malik and scoring there, and just the idea that it would have been a great pass no matter who it was to, but the idea that it was an American, I mean, that is big for American soccer. I think to see those kind of relationships develop, and not here and not on the national team. I mean, just that—that's awesome. But to see it happen on some of the biggest stages right now, that's awesome to yeah. see. And you see that at other places. You see Americans playing together. So that's my good. Uh, my bad is, man, Chris Richards can't get a break. Just He didn't even dress out for the game last really? weekend. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and so it wasn't just, you know, he had. we know he hadn't been getting a lot of playing time, but he didn't even dress out. And I don't think there was an Dang. injury or anything. And, and that's not good. He's just somebody that I hope in January will get a chance to – Maybe to move somewhere else on loan just to get playing time consistently. Yeah. And then the ugly, and I'm going, I'm taking a, a, a mulligan. I'm going totally away from soccer for this. And that is. You always do that. I know. Pet peeve. Because there really wasn't anything that ugly in American soccer. So I'll use that as my platform to talk on other sports. We do do other sports. We have interest in that other than soccer. And that is Jim Harbaugh. And his comments that because of the, uh, uh, whatever you want to say, because of what Michigan is facing and the, that they are America's team. That is the biggest that. crock funny. of crap. And That's if any funny. of you saw the rant by the assistant coach was, when they beat Penn State. pretty funny, too. And he's on he there crying. crying and saying how much he loves Jim Harbaugh and saying how, man, oh, man. they've just – they've suffered so much and they've been persecuted and all the world's against. Everything that's happened to them is of their own doing is what's crazy. It's funny. And that is just – I hate Michigan. I'm sorry. I just do. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, it was. It's pretty funny. The like, he didn't die. Like he's no. He just it's honestly it's a nice mean, gig you know, for him. He just uh, no, he's know, down the road in a hotel I, watching the game. Yeah, pretty funny. That was uh, that was funny. So okay, that's my that's, that's my one. rant for the day. Well, good. You seem happy about that. Um, I will go. I'm gonna do uh that trick where I do two goods and one bad. So I'll do a good, a great, and an ugly slash bads, you know. Yeah, um okay. I'll start I'll start with my bad slash ugly and it's more of just a disappointment is that um uh Johnny Cardoso picked up an injury going into the camp, which, you know, he was having some really good performances down in Brazil. And I think especially not having Tyler in this camp, you, you know, It'd be nice to have a a six that you'd like to see get some time and maybe who is definitely one for the future that a lot of people are really high on, is playing well, has maybe a big future with the national team going to Europe potentially in January. So all that, and it's a bummer for him to pick up an injury going into the camp. So he won't be in this camp because of that, which is uh, a bit of a bummer for him. And I would I was bummed because I think we would have probably seen him in one of the games. Yeah, I think definitely. I think he is, you know, we've seen Musa play there. We've seen Kenny play there. and But he's probably the most natural six after Tyler. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I, I think and he played in the last break he played, and I thought he played well. And so 
Uh, he's played well enough in the down Brazil that there's, I think we talked about it before. There's a good chance he's going to get yeah. moved to the Liga. So, uh, yeah, that is, that is bad that that happened for him. Yeah. Just a bit of a disappointment. And I don't think it's anything long-term. I don't think it's going to mess up his transfer or anything, but it's just more a personal level. I would like to have seen him. Um, my good, I'll go with, uh, Austin trusty. He's really solidified himself as a starting center back for Sheffield, who the points have kind of started to follow. They got a draw against Brighton after winning last weekend. So that's four points from two. They're still in the bottom three. But Brighton's, well, they're about to not be. I think Everton's about to get a 12-point relegation. Or a 12-point deduction. Yeah. Um, But um, they're, uh, you know, there, I think a couple of weeks ago, we would have said they were had no chance of staying up. Where now it's like, okay, they're at least putting some results together, and it seems like maybe a little bit more consistency. And I think um, he's really solidified himself, kind of to the fans and to the coach. Apparently, he's started a lot of games in a row now. Are Are you surprised that he didn't get a call up? Because when you look at it, you know, Reem starting, but. Uh... You know, I guess Cameron Carter-Vickers, he's back and he's playing for Celtic. We already talked about Richards in playing. There's Miles Robinson had been, and he's really been consistent in starting every game. I was kind of disappointed he didn't get a call up. I I mean, even though we're Atlanta United fans, I think I would have preferred probably Trusty in this camp over Miles. I don't think Miles has had a great last couple weeks, and I think you've still seen it. He's just not the same player he was pre-injury. And so he just, um, and maybe he'll get that back. Maybe that'll, you know, it'll continue to build over the coming months. I hope, and I think there's a good chance Miles will move to Europe, which would be good. I want to see him tested at a better level. But right now, when Trusty's starting in the Premier League and Miles isn't really in good form, I I would have rather seen Trusty, I think, here and given him a shot. And it's not like Miles is necessarily like the starter in this anyway. So it's not like... I don't think it would have been that big of a deal to switch those out. Um, but it's not the end of the world. I, I think I think Trusty probably, you know, later next camp we have, if he's still playing, will definitely be on the roster. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. Yeah, I think so it's hard I, to keep a guy out starting in the Premier League regularly. Yeah, I agree. Um, if it is so, a bottom team. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, you're defending a lot. Yeah. So he's getting a lot of practice. Um, so what's your great? So, uh, my great, um, sorry, I have my list of notes. I've got to pull up. Um, um, oh, my, my great, I will go with, uh, the U 17 so far, two wins out of two. Um, I think we'll talk, we can talk about them more in a minute. Um, or we can do that now. We can just let's go, go ahead to, and yeah, you brought it talk up about so them for a few minutes. If we a want transition. Um, I actually thought their performance this morning, which was at a very early hour, I watched it on replay. I did not watch you it weren't live. Up at 4 um, now I maybe when I was like in college, that's the kind of thing I would have done. But, uh, now, now in the working world, I am not going to be getting up at 4am, but, um, they, uh, today they, yeah, they were okay today. They ended up beating uh, Burkina Faso two one and, it was a weird game a little bit where like we had a bad first like 20 minutes or so. We we had more possession, but we weren't really dangerous. Kina Faso was a little bit more dangerous with the ball. They play real direct. And we like to – and you started to see this with all of our youth teams now, which I think is a really awesome sign. Um, but U20s in the last cycle, um, U17s now, the past couple cycles, youth teams is just like we're super ball dominant. We yeah, we're trying to be good much technical more possessive. players out of the back. Yes. Yeah. And I think you're starting to see it with defenders who can play the ball out of the back pretty calmly. Um, and midfielders who are really technical. And so I think you um are starting to really see that come into the youth team, which is really encouraging as you want to see that become more and more of a uh kind of what the national team in the future looks like. And then you still have the kind of, you know, we still have our traditional athleticism and grit kind of, but a little bit more of that 
just quality on the ball. But anyway, so we possessed it, but we weren't looking real dangerous. Um, And then we kind of right at the half scored twice, Um, a little bit against the run of play. And then um, at that point, it just kind of felt like the game lost a lot of uh, kind of its energy that second half. And it was kind of a, we weren't great. They created more chances. They scored late. And, um, but a good win, the South Korea win, I thought was a really impressive win. South Korea, I think is a really good team. Um, and I thought there was some really impressive just passages of play in that game. The big, I mean, France is the best team in the group who we play in the third, uh, third group stage game. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but I think there's some, some promising players out there. Obviously I know most of the headlines have been to Nymphasa. Uh, yes. who's uh, he's a Charlotte Academy player. Um, and he's only 15. He's the youngest player in the tournament. He scored three goals. That is crazy is, to think about, isn't it? He looks. What were you is, doing at 15? I, I mean, it's unbelievable. Not pl- he does yeah, not look not like pl- he's how many 15 year olds are playing? You know, in World Cup. Like I mean, that. wow. And maybe maybe you're playing, and you get you get some 15 year olds like that every now and then in the U17 World Cup, but. You don't see him super often that are that good. He looks like he's the most mature and one of the oldest players on the field when he plays. He also just physically looks really old. Yeah, when like, I saw, I saw him walk, and I was like, he was, was like, walking no off the field, 15. and that's when they mentioned he was 15 when they subbed him. And I'm like, holy cow, that kid's 15 years old. It's because he's bald. He looks like he's yeah. like 30. So, um, but he does not look 15. But he's he's creative. He scored goals. He just every time he gets on the ball, it looks like something's going to happen. It, it's really impressive for a 15 year old. I, I, anybody I'm, else? I'm thoroughly you, impressed. Anybody else on the team that yeah. stood out? Just the you know names for the future, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, K. Figueroa, who's actually a Liverpool academy player. He, um, he has kind of been the striker. Him and Berchimas have been the two on the front line that have played both games, kind of in the attacking half of the field. And um, he hasn't had quite the goals that Berchimos said, but I think you can clearly see the qualities there. Um, and then I actually like um, Soma. He's that he's kind of like the six on the team, Pedro Soma. I'm trying to think who he plays for. Um, it's a not in the U.S. I think he's in South America. He's in a club, but he's like a six. He's he's been. I thought really good. He played both the games kind of holding that midfield together. And I thought today when he went off the field is actually when we kind of lost control in the second half when he left. Um, and then you got the captain is um, he's a center back. His last name's Hall. I'm not sure what his first name is. And I also, also don't always know what to make of center backs at this level because they're going to develop so much more physically, which is going to be such a big part. Um yeah, you think about of it. being a center back. Yeah, you see center backs. Yeah. they don't even get to their full maturity until they're their late twenties. So I don't, but he's been really good. I thought just like passing out of the back and um, and defensively, and so I think, um, yeah, I've been impressed by him. I think the other two I would say is the goalie. Yep. Um, what's his name? It's uh, I didn't Baudry, write it down. Yeah, I watched it today. Baudry. It's Baudry. He. Um, he was really good today. Um, I thought he was made some excellent saves today. And his his distribution out the back has actually been quite good for this level, for sure. Um, and so he's been really impressive. The other one that a lot of people know is Cruz Medina. He plays for San Jose Earthquakes. He scored in the first game. Um, and he's kind of a more of a creative midfielder. I think a lot of people are really high on him talent-wise. It's also... The thing about the U-17 World Cup is that the games come really fast, and so it's very common to use, like, your entire roster. So we made, like, six changes to the starting lineup today, and I think that's not uncommon. Um, I think we'll use almost everyone other than the two backup goalies, probably. And so, um, yeah, so that, that I think, is just a little bit something different in a youth tournament than maybe you see the first-team level. Yeah, your depth becomes much more important. But, um. He, I think, is someone that is people are really high on, I think, is Cruz Medina, really promising. Um, and so there's a lot of names, I think, 
kind of to watch for for the future. I'll be interested to see um, kind of how we play against France and then When's that go game? from there. Uh, that game is probably Saturday. Um, Saturday at 7 a.m. So um, France is... It's a reasonable time uh, to get up. Yeah, I think France beat Burkina Faso 3-0 and then South Korea today 1-0. Um, so they've been really good, obviously. Um, South Korea, I think for probably them, definitely a disappointment. They've, they're have they kind of touted as a pretty good youth team and played, I would say, pretty well in both games. Just uh, results not going their way. Because um, there were a few chances in that first game we had against them where we got kind of lucky. Um, they had a bicycle kick basically off the post in the first like five minutes against us. Um, but, um, yeah, no, so it's been, it's been fun. Um, I love youth tournaments. They're just, I don't know, just not quite the pressure, but just like really fun. A lot of new names. Yeah, it is. It gives you something to look forward. Yeah. You're talking, these are guys that obviously we're we're not even talking about the next World Cup. We're talking about the cycle after that. Oh, yeah. Is where right. you may see some of these unless they're yeah, – really, I can't imagine seeing Adam until then. No, um, I think what the, – the group that you would see then is like this past U-20 World Cup would be some of the guys maybe if you're thinking young yeah, I think people look at, look that would maybe break through. Team. Yeah, watch the Olympic yeah, team Yeah, Olympic next team. Year. So both of those are – it's where there's definitely been U17 players who've been stars at the U17 World Cup and then have gone on to play for the national team. Pulisic played at U17 World Cup. Um, and so I think Tim Weah played and scored a couple goals. So there's definitely, you'll see guys break through. Gio Reyna was uh, part of a U17 World Cup team, but um, sometimes it'll take a little, unless you got a real star. I think, you know, none of these guys are within the next three or four years of being in the first team. They're, you know, yeah, they've gonna got, be a little while. Yeah, they got a while to go. No telling what may happen between now and then. Yeah. All right, real quick, let's look and uh, see what happened in Europe over the weekend, and then we're gonna jump into the national team and what's going on. Yeah. Uh, let's just start out England. Um, you already mentioned Austin Trusty. Uh, he was one of your. Was he your good or your great? I don't remember. It's my good. He was your good. Yeah, he was there. Ninety minutes. He starting Sheffield United. Uh, I did see somewhere where somebody said that possibly that their coach had was maybe the odds-on favorite to be the first to get replaced. We'll sort of see if that happens or not. That's probably died down after the past two weekends, though. I would say that's so. true. Although that was something I was just reading over the last few days. So. Um, I mean, I'm sure they're still up towards the top because Burnley's not going to fire a company. I wouldn't think. No, yeah, that's not the anytime thing. soon. That probably won't happen for sure. And, and uh, I mean, Bournemouth actually ooh, seems Bournemouth, to be playing a Bournemouth bit is better. up there, but yeah, yeah. but they're, they've and actually, Everton's not firing. They've gotten some results, so I don't think that'll happen. Uh, Robinson and Ream, uh, good and bad. Uh, Robinson had an assist. But he also had an own goal over the weekend. Scored, but did you see that on goals this season? Yeah, did you yeah, see that one? Yeah, that was not really his. I mean, it's a it hard. Was, I don't know yeah. what you do in that situation. It was. Uh, I don't know that he had anything. I mean, it was just. Uh, I was uh, when I first saw it. I thought, well, surely the other, you know, the opposition player touched it, but he did. I mean, I think you you hope that your guy can somehow deflect that off target, but I mean. It's not. It's not really a no. I I, I wouldn't. I, that's not something I'd put on blame on him at all. Especially the way no, he's running. No. He's running back towards his own goal. Uh, I don't yeah. think there was anything to avoid that. Um. So anyway, another bad still, is Turn Turner still not playing. Yeah, and so it looks like you hate to wish bad on anybody, but that other the other keepers either have to get hurt or have some really stinker games for. Turn to get back, yeah. but I guess the they good did thing, lose. The good thing is it, that doesn't seem to affect him on the national level. Uh, True. And, and so, you know, some would argue that goalies, they don't have to be playing every day, just being in the practice and getting that, that that's enough. Um, and, you know, Turner last year, he wasn't getting the playing time yeah. at Arsenal, and so well, that didn't seem to hurt him. He might not be, you know, 
not a world-class goalie, but he's good enough that he's not going to be the reason we aren't successful. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, only other one probably mentioned, Colio Show, who we were hoping he may be an American USMNT player someday. Uh, he's still playing. He's still arguably the best player on that team. The only problem is Burnley, I think they're the bottom right now. They're I'm shocked, dead last man. I'm in shocked. The Premier League. Uh, they I don't just have anybody really thought can, they would. Yeah, they don't have they anybody score. that can score. Um, and and so that was really about it for England. I didn't really see a whole lot else that we really want to worry about. Uh, we Rich already Cannon picked up a knock. Who did? Reg Cannon. But I was wondering. Yeah, I just, didn't know. I, I knew he, he didn't. He didn't dress, so I was wondering about that. Uh, I think it was just he'll be back after the break. But okay. That's good. To yeah, know. we won't we won't go super in depth into everyone just because we'll talk more about the upcoming games. We'll talk about and, the upcoming. The only other one that I would sit yeah. there that uh, of really we already talked about the PSV uh, once again. Um, McKinney, he's he's pretty much he an great. every game starter. Uh, now yeah, he's for one of their best players. Yeah, and he won. They were, been, they're in second place, so. They're having a good season too, which is, I think, a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. They thought they might take a dip um, and be, you know, maybe not even a champ, like fighting for a Champions League spot. And they seem like they might make a Scudetto push. So, yeah, the only one I'll mention this is actually in Bundesliga B. And uh, that's Johan Gomez, who scored a goal. And uh, mention him because he's going to be on the, he came, he was called into the U23 camp. And uh, he's a striker, uh, and so it's going to be his brother. Uh, people may know his brother's Jonathan Gomez. Jonathan, yeah, who's a fullback. And uh, but that's just, plays for uh, Mirandez in the second La Liga. Yeah, and, and so that'll just be uh, just be interesting. Sort of another brother combination. We got the Aronsons. Oh, I thought this was funny. I was listening to something and. Uh, Balligan just found out that the Aronsons were brothers. It's impossible. Yeah. No, he just did. Well, because <laughs> Paxton hadn't been called up yet till this camp. Yes, he just thought they had well, the same I mean, name. Like, I mean, that'd be odd. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, I, mean, I you guess know. it's uh, no, I guess, cousins or something. I, maybe if he'd never seen Paxton before, but they like yeah. look kind of alike. Well, somebody said, well, that's what they said. They said maybe he thought they were the same person and didn't realize. Well, I was about to say, they, they like. Were, they, they do. Brothers. They're and they're built very similarly. Yeah, they really are. Um, and neither one of them are playing. I, uh, I would say um, another thing. Uh, AC Milan really blew a big game this yeah, weekend. Up um, ended up. You know, yeah, I actually when I was actually watching the game, and I, I turned it off when. Uh, the other team scored to go up three two, and I thought, uh, that's it. Okay. And they must yeah, they have called disallowed it, off. it. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, I was so disgusted. It was, by I mean, Pioli is under a lot of pressure right now. Um, really under a lot of pressure. Eunice did not have a good day. Really bad. Um, be partly because they subbed him in at right back, and he had the giveaway that immediately led to uh, the goal. And then um, was not good on the second goal either. So he had a really bad day. Um, but also, I'm like, he's not a right back. You play somebody so, out of position. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had, you know, on top of it, um, my mind just went blank. Striker, France. Giroux. Giroux. Yeah. It's didn't a, he get hurt? He got did a he red card. Oh, red card. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. We got a red card. Uh, you can't means... be mad at Giroud, though. No, but that means he's going to be out he's the next game. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, he's going to miss yeah, the next game. Yeah, but he's been unbelievable. No, who got he's, hurt um... was, uh, what's his name? Liao got hurt, I think. Yeah, he did. That's right. But, no, so, Giroud's been rolling back the years. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, so, he, so, he decided he needed a game off, so he will get a second I'm just saying. I'm just saying for 37 I mean, to do what he's been doing this year is fantastic. It is he has been so impressive. But it doesn't help AC Milan. And we want AC Milan to do well because obviously we have American interest in that now. So 
I mean, whatever. They're fine. Hey, I don't anything, care if they, Anything if else about Europe? Americans are playing. Whatever. Anything um, else about Europe? Uh, Christian Fletcher, uh, Swansea City kid. He, um, Well, he's from D.C. United, 18-year-old, at Swansea City on loan. He's playing, been playing for their basically U-21s or whatever, the team below their first team. And he scored like 12 goals already this season in like, you know, wow. less than 12 games. That's, um, that's so ev- every, everyone in the comments is like, he has to be in the first team. How's he not in the first team yet? So I would imagine that's coming soon. Um, what, what are Swansea see, but he's playing? Been, are, they, are they in the championship? Are they? Yeah, they're in the championship. They're pretty, they're like mid-table. Okay, um, well, that's good. They're, they're not bad. Um, but, yeah, so I think there's a chance him getting a first-team call. The D.C. United Academy has been producing a lot of good players as of late. Um, Griffin Yow's also at um, at Westerlo in um, Belgium, which is where Brian Reynolds is. Right. Um, and they've got a few others. So they've, they've just been really pumping out the kids lately. So um, good for uh, DC United. All right, let's switch off and let's talk about uh, the men's team, national teams. Uh, really, we got two things going on at the same time. Obviously, we got Nations League. Before we get to that, I just want to look at a few things about the team that's been called up the November training camp for the Olympic team. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. What was that? No, yeah, sorry. You go ahead with that. Yeah, I was just going to – one, I was going to notice – we see some of the key ones that are there. You got Johan Gomez. We just mentioned him there. Uh, do you have the list? I do have the list in front of me. You just want to read it out? Yeah, we'll just read it out. Um, defenders, well, let's start with keepers. Uh, the keepers there, probably Gaga is going to be their keeper for the Olympics. Um, yeah, but he's on the first yeah, team right now. Yeah, he's called so. up to the first team right now, and that's probably Which just I thought as was. Much- it was a bit – I'm like, not that it was bad. I was maybe surprised because, like, he probably isn't going to play in either of these games, you know, and so I didn't know if it was – Well, uh, I think just as much just to have him around that eventually he will, and I think probably some people are thinking it's just two friendlies that they've got, that twenty under-23 team. And yeah. Morocco really and don't know who the – Really looking for Portugal. a backup. Who's going to be the backup keeper? Yeah. So you'll probably get each of those guys there, and that's – from Chicago Fire, Christopher Brady. And yeah, then, Chris Brady's uh, good. Yeah, John Paul's camp, he plays at Sporting KC. And so probably one of those is going to be the backup, and so this may be sort of a look at that. Uh, defenders, uh, blast from the past from Atlanta United, George Campbell. Wow, I forgot yeah. he's on there. Yeah, he's been called up. Uh, Max Dietz. Uh, he for, plays for Greuther Firth. He's uh he's been playing pretty well, playing a lot for them so far this year. So there you go. Uh Nathan Harriel, he plays for Philly. Um Brian Reynolds, who you just mentioned just a yeah. minute ago. Uh he's up there. Uh John Tolkien from the Red Bulls. He's a lot of rumors about him to Europe this offseason. He's yeah. been really good in MLS. And then Last one is Jonathan Tompkinson, and he's at Birmingham City oh, now. Yeah. Oh, Birmingham. He was he was on Norwich's books for a while. No, actually, uh, he no, says Brad, it's he's Bradford. Bradford City. It's Brad. yeah. Well, it's disgusting that I know off the top of my head. Um, that is bad he, that you um, know that. I think, he's on, I think he's on Norwich City's books. He's on loan at Bradford right now, but I, I've never watched him play much. I just know he's been at Norwich for a while. All right, then you got midfielders. Who is this? Joshua. I can't even read this. Oh, Atencio. My bad. Uh, Joshua Atencio. Yeah, he's a nice kid. Yeah. Uh, Cole Bassett. He plays for Colorado. Yeah. Uh, Gianluca Busio, who has been played. He's played with the national team. He's played with the men's team, the senior team. But quite a... Quite a few of these guys have at some point had a call up to the first team or, you know, been yeah, around they a have. little bit. So, yeah, they're names that people have heard, but obviously we want them to have chemistry going into the Olympics next like year. I, I think Cole Bassett's – I think Cole Bassett's had a call up before probably. Um, I know uh, Tolkien has as well. 
Um, okay. So a couple of them have been around. Kermashi, he's there. He's been up. He's been called. Yeah, he was actually called up uh, to the Met to the national team, the senior team. If you remember during those friendlies. Yeah, 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 yeah. but a couple months ago. Uh, where were we? And I thought he was actually. I thought he was actually pretty good in his cameo. Yeah, he did. Uh, Jack McGlynn and Tanner Chessman. Oh, look. those are your midfielders. Oh, I love Jack McGlynn. I'm a big Jack McGlynn fan. He's got a wand of a left foot. If you watch him, he can pass a ball. Like, he's got a world-class type of ability at passing a ball. I don't know if he has the athleticism and, like, mobility of, like, a top, top-level midfielder. But when it's on his left foot, he – it is – it's pretty magical. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And they're still playing in – I was kind of surprised because they're still yeah. playing. In um, the playoffs. So yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and then is MLS the, taking a oh I think MLS is taking a break from the playoffs. Oh, the, you're right for the window. international. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. that. It's like oh, I wonder if you're like a little nervous if you're them. Like oh, you're gonna play in these friendlies when we're in the. Yeah, he's a key player. For deep them, into too. the playoffs, yeah, he's, he's a starter. So, all right, then let's look at forwards real quick. And some of these, I'll some I'm gonna butcher the. I, I apologize because the pronunciation. Um, Let's go ahead. Warning. There's Augustin Anello. Plays yeah, he for plays for Sparta, Sparta Rotterdam. Rotterdam. Yep. Okay, now this one is... Okay, plays for New England. Do you know who it is? No. Esmere... I haven't. I looked at it. Oh, holy cow. I can't... What's, the, what's that last name? Why don't you spell it? B-A-J-R-A-K... T A R E V I C Vic something Vic. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not right. even gonna try mm-hmm. that. Uh, we're Cade not. Cal, we're not doing him justice. But no, we're not. I apologize. Cade Cal, uh, Johan Gomez, who we just mentioned, and Bernard Camungo. Oh yeah, Camungo. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see him. The one, uh, sort of the disappointed one. I'm surprised. No, Caleb Wiley. And I don't know yeah. if that's because, you know, Atlanta and I j- just went out Sunday. And yeah, I would like to see him. Maybe just rest. I would. Th- I was surprised that we didn't see him because he did play the last time. Um, yeah, he's been a pretty centerfold piece of that group. So oh, He's not out of the being No, the no, not at all. General, I was surprised. But... And the other one that we didn't see last time and I was hoping to see in this camp, and he is, he was called up, but he just pulled out, and that's Diego Luna. Yeah, I know a lot of people are hot on Twitter. Twitter that he wasn't on there, but I also saw a quote from them that was like Diego's going to be like a centerpiece of the team. He's yeah, just no, not he got he got camp. called up and he he t- he yeah. declined it. He just said they just lost, they just lost in the like a, this week. Yeah, yeah, this weekend, and I think mentally and emotionally he was he was just he's toast. a key player. He was a key player for Salt Lake, but um, I saw that basically. Coach was like, he'll be a key player for us. He's going to yeah, be a centerpiece. No, yeah, of the there's team. no doubt. I uh, just wanted to see him because I enjoy watching him so much. If there is someone who like the vibe of all vibes on a soccer field, it's Diego Luna. You go watch him play. He he's it's like magical. A, he looks looks like a fire. Plug, I don't even know a fire hydrant. I mean, he's short and he kind of looks like he kind of looks like he should have been playing for like he's like a Chile in like 2010. He's got like and, a yeah, he's about the size of Maradona. Who is short amazing. and squat and yet man, he's fun to watch. Oh, uh, he's he's really good on the ball. He's silky, he's clever, he's got amazing technical ability. He's got tattoos all over his body. It's everything you could want in a player. <laughs> He's yeah. like five always, five. Always looking like, for the test. Like yeah, five, like five, five or five like, six. I know. Like a hundred and like seventy five pounds. So he's got some stock to him, and he uh, yeah, like he will not shove him ball. off the ball. It's amazing. All right. I love him. All right, let's look at our national team. Uh, we I think we yeah. no, it wasn't out last week when we last time we met. No, I've got the roster. I've got the roster in front of me. I can go through it. Um, okay, go through it real quick. And also the U23s, I believe they're playing Portugal and Morocco and they're two friendlies. Um, but I'm not be, sure. Are they going to be televised at all? Do you know? I'm not sure. I was just thinking that and I don't know the dates, but I will tweet that out tomorrow if you can find those on television. While you um, go over the thing, I'll see if I can find that out real quick. Okay. Goalies, uh, Ethan Horvath, 
Matt Turner and Gaga Slonina, who we just mentioned. Turner, I expect to play both games. Um, then your defenders, uh, center backs, you got Cameron Carter Vickers, Tim Ream, Chris Richards, and Miles Robinson. We kind of talked about those center backs once again. I think that I think there is some question marks on who will start. Yeah, we'll talk about that, that in a minute. I'm not really sure. He could go, honestly, a different direction in a couple ways. Um, but um, And then outside backs, you got Serginio Des, Christopher Lund, who's kind of started to solidify himself as that backup left back lately. Um, and it's been good for both club and country since I've, he's kind of come on the radar. Um, and then Anthony Robinson, who I imagine will start probably both games, definitely the first one. Um, and then Joe Scally, it, uh, right back. It can also cover it left. Um, midfielders, um, Paxton Aronson, who, um, is this his first, I think it's his first. Yeah. It's Paxton's call up for the first game. Um, he's plays for Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, and then you got Johnny Cardoso was on here. He pulled out like we talked about. Um, Luca Della Torre, who has just come back from injury. I was honestly a little surprised he was on the roster, um, but I guess he has gotten back to full fitness. Um, Leonard Maloney of Heidenheim. This is his second call up. Um, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, Gio Reyna, and Malik Tillman. And then the forwards listed, Brendan Aronson, Fullerin Balagoon, Kevin Paredes, Ricardo Pepe, and Alex Zendejas. And then our games are, uh, as this will be coming out on Thursday, uh, yep. it'll be uh, tonight, Thursday night, 9 p.m. in uh, Austin, Texas. Um, you can get it on TNT, Universo, Peacock. Um, and then we will play on the 20th, which, what is that, Monday? I think yeah, Monday I or think Sunday. It, yeah, I can't. I think it's Monday. I think it's Monday, uh, 7 p.m. at Trinidad and Tobago, um, which will be the second leg. Um, so this is a Nations League, but also will be qualification to get into Copa America, which I didn't realize that technically we're not out if we were to somehow lose this. Yeah, there's, there's another a round we would go to. Yeah, there's a playoff, a playoff. If we don't. We better not do that, though. Let's be honest. No, 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 no. I think Greg might get fired if that was the that case. That's absolutely true. Um, all right. What are your thoughts on um, the roster? Kind of what we'll see in that first game, maybe lineups wise. I one, I don't, I don't see any real surprises there. I don't see anybody that was left out. Maybe the one anomaly or one sort of unique thing. Uh, Miles is the only. He's the MLS only player. MLS player on the team. Yeah, I think I, like we talked about. Um, I wouldn't have minded to see Trusty instead, but I'm not been out of shape about it um i think that for the most part due to injuries and stuff this roster kind of made itself i don't think there were a whole lot of shocks or really things like that on there i mean you could have haji Wright um has been playing fine but i don't think he breaks in there over peppy um uh sabachu peacock he just got hurt so i think most yeah. some people I saw clamoring for Taylor Booth, but I'm not. He hasn't really done a ton at, in the Eredivisie yet. I think he's a promising no. player, but I'm not like. Well, and to be honest, and this didn't, if, if these were friendlies, maybe, but these matches count. We got to win them. And, yeah, I think, and, and I think they're more likely going with proven players, more proven. Yeah, I, and I would have said I don't feel like I have to have Leonard Maloney on this roster, but uh, you know, without Johnny, I guess it's good cover at the six now. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree. But what do you think? What do you think lineup wise that first game? I can go first if you're not ready. No, I, I'm. I'm. I'm just thinking. I think. Uh, I think obviously. I think Turner starts both games. Um, yeah, for sure. I don't even think you make changes. A lot of crazy changes for that second game because you got to win. This isn't, and I think uh, it probably depends on what happens the first game. You know, if we win 6-0, you might see a little bit yeah, I don't, more you, of a rotation. Do you see that happen? Rotation. I don't think that'll happen. It wouldn't shock me, to be honest. I don't think Trinidad's very good. Um, yeah, but I don't uh, – I'm not sure we have if, – if we had everybody, if we had Christian and Weah here, maybe. 
I, I will say the last three times we've played Trinidad and Tobago since that World Cup, I think it was a friendly, the Gold Cup, and one other game. The combined score since then in those three games is 19 to zero. So hey. Trinidad is not very good right now. Um, That's okay. Not that. Don't overlook them. That happened before. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, it wouldn't shock me if we won by, you know, four, five, six goals. All right. Let's say Turner. He's going to be in there. Uh, I think, um, I think Tim Ream. I think he's going to start. I think Dest. I think Anthony Robinson. And the question comes. Who's the other person? I think Cameron Carter Vickers. I think he's, yeah, that's the thing. I think he's. The I don't most think it's going to be Miles. No. I think. I think I. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little undecided. That's the one spot I'm a little undecided on. Um, I think Greg will go with Richards because he's played him a lot in the past couple camps. He's kind of been his guy. Um, and you know, Greg can be like that sometimes. And I, I don't know. hate it. I still think Richards is a no, good player. No, I think it, I so. agree. I think it's fine. But if I just it's think center back actually probably does not. matter, I think playing matters and Richards isn't playing. Yeah. And I, I don't disagree with that. I'm also not sure our center backs are going to get the most action they've ever seen in this first home leg uh, game. Yeah, so I'm not true. sure that's it's going to be a, you might just, it might be more about distributing out of the back, which, to be honest, Vickers. Richards is a pretty good distributor of the yeah, ball. So, so. I think I think Vickers is as well. Cameron, I mean, Cameron Carter Vickers, I would have no problem. He's played really well since he come back. He's jumped right back into their first team. I I wouldn't even mind to see Cameron Carter Vickers and Richards pairing. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't. Th- I don't. I, agree, I don't think I they'll think, do that. I think Reem, but, yeah, I think definitely Reem's yeah, going to no. be there. He's the leader back there of that group. So, but I, but I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that. I just don't think that'll happen. But so your only difference, you'd put Richards. I think, or you think he's well, going to start Richards? You're going what? Who? Th- I think he's, he's going to start. I think he's going to start Richards. I don't know. I really don't have that big of a. I like Richards better as a player, but I also agree that he's playing a lot less. And so like, that does not matter. At all. Yeah. And so, but I, I don't, I still, I still would maybe go with Richards. It's close. Um, but I think okay. Greg will go with Richards. Yeah. I think Greg will go with Richards. Okay. Well, I'm going with who I think he should. So, it's all right, good. let's look at midfield. Uh, and this is where I, I think it's going to be key. In a lot of different ways. What does he do with Geo? Is the key here? Because um, you remember when when Geo was first started playing national men's national team, he was is that winger, and we've out both of our starting wingers. So does he put him back up there? Um, so I guess there's two options. Uh, if if he keeps Geo at where he had him last time, keeps him as that sort of number 10 in the midfield, then I think you see Musa McKinney and Gio. Um, what would be my midfield? If they play him at a winger. Personally. That, is that what you would do? What would be my personal midfield? That would be? Yeah. The other option would be if he plays him at a winger, then you bring in Malik Tillman. Uh, yeah, which I don't, I don't dislike either. To yeah, be honest. I don't either. Okay, I, um, how about the crazy? Here's here's one of the craziest ones. Maybe not so crazy. Uh, McKinney in, in way of spot since he always plays for him anyway when he's hurt. <laughs> I think I'd I like our options potential replacements yeah. at winger better than I like our potential replacements in the midfield. Yeah, I agree. Is what I would say. Um, maybe if you still had Johnny, maybe if you still had Johnny, but without Johnny, I don't think yeah. I want to play another mid. I think I would rather. Yeah. I think I, you want, you're I don't already want to see out. That. I don't think you disrupt other positions to move somebody. Greg's never really there. Greg's also, Greg's also never played him. Not in the midfield. I don't no. think so. Yeah, I would that, be shocked. I said, I said that was one of the crazier ones I saw. Uh, I of different I, people. I don't like that saying. suggestion. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, and I think that was probably definitely not going to happen. 
They're so reaching if, there. If Geo, if Geo plays at that spot, if he keeps him as sort of that number 10, then I think you're going to see uh, definitely Fowleran. Balagoon's going to be up top. And then I guess you're going to see Brendan and I think probably Zendejas. Although, you know, do you think Zendejas or do you think he'd put Kevin Paredes in there? So what I would do is I would play a front three of Tillman, Balagoon, and Paredes. I don't think that he won't do that. I don't think that's what I would do. I'd love, I want to see Tillman and Geo on the field at the same time. Just yeah, and the, that's uh, the, the, the problem is they're sort of playing the same position, at least if for the U.S., no, no, although well, Gio's not playing that position yeah, yeah, yeah. for Dortmund. No, that's what I mean. I would play one of them as, as one of the wingers, um, whoever. It doesn't well, that's matter what to me. I would put, yeah, okay, I agree with you. That's what I, that's I, would, what I would do. I don't that. think. I think, I think, I think he's going to play Brendan because he likes Brendan's energy. He likes his I think pressing. He and last yeah. time Brendan played, I think, I think he, he, got a, he got an assist. I think he'll play Brendan. He isn't going to score. Um, no, no chance. <laughs> I, did, um, I did see one that had the midfield. They had um, they had no, Gio out of the Brendan. wing. They that's had, harsh to Brendan. They had Paxton starting ahead of Brendan. There's a zero percent chance. Yeah, I know that. I, I laughed at what some of the things that people. Who were saying are they and that. what are they talking about? I, I don't know. Paredes has got a way better chance. Paredes has a way better chance of starting than Paxton. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. So, but you never know. I would. I want to see. I want to see Paredes. I don't think we're going to in this game as a starter. That's no. what I would like. I. I think Brendan will start at one of the wingers. If I'm guessing what Greg will do, and then I think it's kind of a toss up if he rolls the dice with the playing both Tillman and Geo, or he plays in Dejas. I'm not sure well, if the he, argument I think for Malik or Zendejas. Yeah, the argument for Zendejas is he's been he's been playing well. He's been scoring goals yeah. in uh Liga MX and but he hadn't done anything for the national team really. Yeah, he hadn't he's been very looked, good for the national he's team. Always which is like lost Tillman has there. been. Tillman yep. has been. And so and I just love Tillman as a creator. So I want him and Gio both on the field. I just think he's but, get, um, Tillman's getting to the point where I think you're. I wouldn't be surprised not that you're going to see him start yeah. in for PSV in the next yeah. months. Well, and you've seen him. He had a stretch where he did. Now he's kind of gone to where he's subbing in a little bit more. But um, he's been really good for them pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, and so, and he's shown a bit of a defensive work rate that I don't think he necessarily had you know, a year ago at Rangers. And now I've, you've started to see it a little bit more and he provides something defensively when he's in the midfield. And so Not that the I, uh, is known for their defense, but no, but I mean, but just the, like they had a game couple in the champions league where he had like the most tackles and he only played the last 30 minutes of the game. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, that's someone who's getting in there and, you know, not afraid to uh, get in a little bit of a scuffle late in the game when you're trying to hold a 1-0 lead like they were. Um, yeah, and I so, agree. but I I would love to see him start. I hope that's what happens. I am unsure what Greg will do. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I think, you know. I think the midfield and last, back four are easier. The last, the, yeah, when they had the friendlies, decide. the past friendlies against Germany and Ghana, you know, you, you had the situation where, you had Way and Polisic obviously both healthy. You had no Tyler Adams. And so, right. hey, how do you get your best players all at the same time? And if you go by that same thing, I think he plays Gio up top and he plays Tillman at the number 10 role. Yeah, which which I'm fine if, with that if, too. If you try to get your best players me. on the field at the same time. I just think, and that's maybe sort of surprising because obviously we wouldn't have said that last year at this time that Malik Tillman in this case is going to be one of your, one of your best players. Well, it's because he's, he like, you could see the talent then, but now he's every game he's chipping in with goals or assists. Yeah. Like it's pretty consistent. He's, he's creating goals and assists. And so it's like hard to keep a guy like that out of your team, especially when you're, you know, a little bit injured up right now. And so might as well just put the best players on the field at your disposal. I agree. 
So they play tomorrow night. Is that right? Yeah, nine p.m. Is it nine? Oh yeah, maybe. I'm not sure if it's. Is it nine or? Well, 10? I'm not sure if it's Central. Or it's nine p.m. Eastern. Okay, I was thinking it was ten p.m. somewhere I saw. Um, prediction. What do you think? Score. Give us a score. Do you think, I think it's like five zero? I think it's like four or five zero. I'll go four zero. I, I just yeah, think I don't. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. We're I a little too talented this time around to not beat Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, pretty I agree. soundly. Even with injuries, it's just like we didn't have this level of depth and talent five years, six years ago, whenever that was. You know, we were missing a whole generation of all the guys in their mid twenties. We didn't have anyone. It was a bunch of old guys in Pulisic. That was literally what the team was, and it was yeah. like, yeah, I, I was. They've been listening to some things, rehashing that, and you know, it it almost makes no, me angry. That there was there was an arrogance that Arena had, and even the team he put out that night, and yeah. Anyway, well, and we had just the cycle. We just didn't have that generation from like twenty four to twenty. Eight year olds, there was no one hardly. Yeah. Uh, like there were no players in that age range hardly. And so it was like you had a bunch of guys approaching 30, over 30. And then you had like, you know, Pulisic who was trying to carry the team and he was 18 or whatever. Yeah. So it was like you just didn't have, and it was right before, you know, Weston and Tyler, those guys were kind of knocking on the door of being ushered in, but they hadn't brought them in really yet. And so it was like you really had a gap between kind of your didn't have a lot of youth on that team at all. Anything else about uh friendlies? We will obviously review those next week. Yeah. Anything else? About all them? my thoughts. All right. Some of my thoughts. All right. I got some, I got some trivia for you. Uh, typically we always end our shows with some trivia. We'll be quick with it. Um, FIFA just came out with the October rankings for teams, national teams. Uh, we'll do this a multi-part. One, where Dang, I is, saw this and did not look in depth. Where is the U.S. and who is the – first of all, where is the U.S. ranked? I think we're 11th. We're 11th. Uh, can you name the top 10? No. Um, I'll give you something better. How about this? Who are the – who are maybe the surprise teams that are behind the U.S. in the rankings? I think Mexico is like one spot below us, which is Mexico just always is great. Um, but deservedly so. We're, they should be lower than that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, who else is behind us? Yeah. Uh, let, let me just think who would be high up. I'll, I'll try and like your top 10. Germany is probably below us. Germany is. Germany's like down at. Yeah. I want to say 18 or something crazy. Well, they've been they've been terrible in most know, actual competitions. That so was, when I saw those, I, I thought that was surprising. the thing that stood out the most was where they were. Uh, um, all right. Italy, where are they? Italy's number nine. See, so they're lower than a lot of people would probably think because they just missed the World Cup, haven't, didn't have as good a Yeah, they, Yeah, they've struggled. UEFA. No doubt, no doubt. I'll go through the top. I'll go through the top real quick, and then I have one more question who's, for you. Uh, Argentina is Argentina one, one? France, France two, Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. Who's after? Who do you uh, think? Let me get, after Brazil. Yep. Um, Come on. Spain. No. Um. England. England. Yeah. Uh, Belgium, Portugal, Netherlands, then Spain, Italy, and Croatia rounds out the top 10. And the U.S. coming in 11th, which is the – is that the highest we've been in I don't know how long? We've been right around that top 15 for a little while now. Yeah. yeah, 11th is probably our highest in a while. Um, I was thinking about, uh, like, just how much youth talent Spain has. Like, think about the U-17 World Cup, and I was like – their U17 players like play for Barcelona's first team. I was like, yeah. 
that's their U17 players. Yeah, one of the things I've been it's looking scary. at. scary. Yeah, I'll tell you. Really dude, scary. What's really crazy when you look at when you look at the list of under 21 top players in the world dominated by Spain's got a lot of them, but then you get in Brazil as well, which is always oh, going to be the case. Do. But it, yeah, it's, you know, you look in the coming years, these young guys, where they're going to be. All right. So here's one last Spain, question. It's absurd. Who is Spain? I mean, like, Spain's absurd. Like they have Lamine. He's like 16 and he like, he's unbelievable. I'm like, he's 16 years old and he's like playing for one of the best teams in the world. And it's like, actually should be on the field playing for them. Like, I mean, like they could have like Gavi playing in their U20 team. Like it's crazy. That is insane. It is crazy. All right. Last question. Uh, ESPN. We know they came out with their top 100 players in the world. And I know a lot of Americans were sort of peeved that no Americans were on that list, but that's not really surprising if, if you, no. if you're it was also honest. a terrible list. It was a terrible list. Yeah. Regardless of that, just the order of it was horrid. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would, I would argue with the order. I don't know that you would argue with a lot of the players that made it. No, in the order was 100. so bad. All right. Here's the thing. I, here's if you want to be encouraged as an American for the future, the guardian uh, came out with the top 17 year old players. 17 and under players, and the U.S. had two players make that list. Any ideas yeah. Any ideas on who they might be? Top 17-year-old players? Yeah, in the world. I we think they talked about one of them They tonight. listed the 60, the 60, the top 60 17s, 17-year-olds. 60, 17-year-olds. Did we talk about any of them tonight? Maybe. Both of them? No, just one. Um, one what's mentioned. his name on the U-17 team? Caven. Uh, no, Cruz Medina. Cruz, oh, Cruz, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah. Cruz Medina, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made it. Uh, the other guy's a goalie. Oh, is it? Is he got for Barcelona? Yeah. Yeah, coaching. Coaching, yeah. Diego coaching. He would be on this team, but he's hurt. He would have been the starter. So, but that's good. I mean, that's, you know, I think yeah. one of the, for the longest time, you know, it's sort of almost funny now because you go back and we're going to wrap up now. This has been a lot of good stuff to talk about. You go back to that, the 2018 cycle, the Olympics that we missed. And, I mean, we got butchered and, you know, afterwards rightly so. And, you know, they fired Klinsman two games into the into the cycle, into the qualifying cycle and brought back Arena. But Klinsman's, when he came in, his whole thing was to start, you know, working at the youth level. And the big complaints were, you know, we need to tear everything up. Everything's, everything's crazy. Everything's not. And then look at the youth that we have the young people coming up that obviously a lot of the stuff they were doing actually was successful. And, um, and, you know, so part of that is, you know, as I do think he was nuts sometimes, uh, don't always agree with his decisions because he was, you know, it was was like he would change things on a whim and change formations on a whim and have them play things they'd never played before. And I mean, you know, crazy stuff. But it's I like, think what's his name? Who uh, Claudio Ranieri? He's the the tinkerer. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you know, I just remember one time he had them go out in a formation that they'd never practiced before, which is actually insane. Yes, um, but it was his a lot of his work and the things he did in setting up the U thing is we're reaping the benefits of that today. And seeing that we've we've got a strong youth system, and um, you know you're seeing a lot of these young guys coming out of the academies now. Uh, yeah, Dallas always is. You already mentioned uh, the uh, DC, DC United Academy, Philadelphia. Philly's got, got a great one. Seattle. You're seeing some out of Atlanta. Yeah. Go Atlanta. Yeah, 
and, and so that's encouraging. And, you know, as a USA soccer fan, man, the future is, you know, for a lot of times you always moaned about everything and, man, you can see that there are guys in the pipeline, the development's happening somewhere else. Uh, when, and we didn't ever talk about this. I will shout out big move by us, you know, USA soccer, uh, on their women's coach. That oh, yeah. was, that, that was, was a big hire. Yeah. That was a big hire. And, uh, it'd be like us. It'd be like us going out and hiring like Pep is essentially for people who don't. Yeah, it would be. No, like they went and hired the best coach in the world. Yeah. So, and, uh, which still shows, Hey, the U S women's team is the best position in the world for a coach. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And Talent wise, that. we for sure are. We've yeah. just been super disappointing as a team the past yeah. couple of years. Yeah. So. I, I look forward to seeing her and how hopefully we'll, we'll see them play in the Olympics next year. They don't have the age thing that yeah. the men's team does. So that'll be our first look. To which kind of is like always odd to me. Cause it's like, basically they're like, just have an extra world cup. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And it's like very odd. It's very weird. I'm like, it's not different. It's the same thing. Yeah, it I is. Think, but yeah, you, yeah, but no, you got to understand because you wouldn't have any, you wouldn't have players to, no. it would be awful. Totally. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway. All right. Hey, good show. That was fun. Um, and uh, sorry we didn't get to it last night. So we're a day late on that, but that's my fault because I had stuff over the weekend and I was dead tired. And so. I bowed out last night. Uh, got a lot of good soccer coming up. USM men's team play Trinidad Tobago Thursday night, so be sure to watch that. Uh, Cole, you're going to find out about the under 23. I don't. I couldn't find out if they do. I think they play Saturday, um, yeah. but I couldn't see anything about we'll any see. TV on that. So if you find out, let I'll people know. And uh, on that night, we'll say goodnight and go USA. See ya. Boarding stopped.